All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. And hello, Andrew. I'm Andrew. Hello. You are Andrew. Andrew Hall of uh, Laughing in Disbelief. Um, the, you have a page. Or just quick promote your page and your Facebook, uh, The Atheist Comedy Burrito, is it? I forget. I just dropped well, my... th- Thanks for being on the show, too, man. Oh, why, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I have a humble little blog called Laughing in Disbelief. And yes, it is an atheist comedy blog. Um, I also, of course, am or are am one half of the Naked Dino podcast along with Jack Maturko. Yes, and then you have a Facebook page that's popular too. Did I get that one wrong? That is the... Atheist Comedy Burrito is a I Facebook get it right. group that I do run. Yes, um, it, it is. It, I would say it's somewhat popular. Yeah. All right, I'm going to quick, uh, before we get going, uh, tell both of you and the listeners uh, what's going on over here. Um, about 30 minutes ago, I sneezed 637 times in a row, and now my nose is a faucet, so I will go It's OCD it. as fuck that you counted all of them, you know? <laughs> I, uh, you're, you're, you're either some sort of like Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind Genius or, or, a, senior, or a serial killer. I'm not sure which. Uh, more, I'm more Rain Man. I'm more Dustin Hoffman and Rain Man. Uh, the whole go. point is I will go through and edit out as many of the sniffs as possible, but if a few slip through, I apologize to the listeners that I think I have a weird voice. But um, So that aside, let's jump right in. Um, I would like to talk about something that I didn't send you guys links um, really quickly. The Ellen George Bush controversy, which is not in my mind a controversy. Have either of you two followed or seen any of this bullshit as i understand it they shared a box together at a game jake yeah that's it's about all i know and and people got upset yeah they were sitting next to each other at the packers uh, cowboys football game one week ago last sunday and people lost their minds and so ellen went on tv on her show the next day or the day after and said look here's the deal um I don't know what you want me to do. I got invited to a football game. He was there. He's nice to me. I'm nice to him. That's my whole thing is just be nice to people. I don't agree with him on many things, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be rude to him. And people lost, not a lot of people, but people lost their minds and are writing articles and are tweeting saying, that's bullshit. Uh, you know, you, you should be mean to him. You should have given him the cold shoulder. You should have left. And or other people are writing articles saying, it's not about gay rights. It's about you two are both wealthy millionaires, and that supersedes all. It's the fact that you two are both millionaires, and so you get along, even though you're out of touch with... And I, I just look at it all, and the thought in my head was, when was the last time someone was an asshole to you, and you went, huh, that person was an asshole to me. I better change everything about what I think and believe so they'll like me. That doesn't work, so... Yeah, maybe George Bush isn't the most progressive person when it comes to gay rights, and Ellen is a gay person, but you're not going to win him over by being a dick to him. That was just my thought. I I don't understand the point of people saying it's a controversy because two people sat next to each other at a football game. Mm, That's the easy route to take. I'm going the opposite route. I think she should have screamed Green New Deal right in his face and beat him to death with a handful of wadded up paper straws. You know what I mean? Just fucking beat him. I think she should have murdered him right there on the spot. Okay, so Andrew, do you have a, a, a better take on it than that? Well, I don't know if I have a better take. 
but I will say that's because my take was perfect. But go, was go perfect. on, go was, on. Was, Second was, best it was, take. It was if you're both, you know, contradictory takes were they're both perfect and non-contradictory. But what I would do, I don't know. If I was Ellen in that situation, I wouldn't be sitting in the box. That's all. I wouldn't make a thing out of it. I would just be. I can't do this. Can't do what? I wouldn't sit next to him. If if they, if if you know. Being someone who is bisexual, right? Who and, and I am, and I haven't been like actively bi for like years, but still, you know, they haven't taken my fucking gay card away from me. And and the thing is, if they, I'm not going to be sharing, they will do that now. They, that, if you well, say yeah, the wrong thing, they, they, if you're Ellen and you and you have Kevin Hart on, they they will they will take your gay card away. So well, be well, careful. Well, they did. Yeah, that you're not woke enough. If the, if you're not actively practicing, you're not woke right, enough. Right. You you need to be more gay. It, it, the thing is, is that. I'm not going to be sharing the same space if I have a choice with it with someone who has act. I'm not going to be complicit in my own subjugation or my own, you know, pe- you know, people trying trying to put me down or or, or take away my rights. I, I I don't want to be and, part of that. Right, and that makes sense as long as it's consistent, right? Like, oh, yeah. so as long as somebody would say that about. Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, who were not in favor of gay marriage until, what, 2013? As long as they won't share a box with them either, that's cool. This is just partisan um, bullshit, it seems like to me. I agree. That's what I was going to say with Jake. Is it's hypocritical. It's selective. You have to... Because they but, damn but sure have wouldn't have say, said that about but, but, Obama. But there's, a marked dis- but there's a marked difference between where Hillary and Obama are now, as in comparison to what... W is or where he is now. I mean, there, well, there's the where arc. is he now? Where He's is retired. he now? He's in his basement painting fucking exactly. paintings because he 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 left the office disgraced. <laughs> Listen, the, the thing is, is that if you were known to be a fucking bigot during your presidency, and all of a sudden you decided that hey, you're not a bigot, I think there's a time, there's a point that you have to be responsible and say, hey, guess what? I'm not a fucking bigot anymore. And you got to own it. You got to own it. If you're saying if if you're saying like. Oh, I don't like black people, and and your entire presidency was built around I don't like black people, and then all of a sudden you go, oh snap, maybe I'm wrong. I think there's some kind of moral obligation for a person to say, hey, I was fucking wrong. Okay, but two things: one, uh, was his entire presidency based around uh, being anti-gay, um, or was it more a war thing? Well, it was it was it was it was courting it, it it was courting evangelicals just like this president is. You know, they just right. they just got their symbolic balls in in the GOP's mouths. And but and two, he, they have, how do you change that? Do you change it by going there, seeing that you're sitting next to him, and leaving, or going and sitting next to him and having a conversation? You don't you you don't be a fucking pussy. That's what. The problem with the fucking Democrats is that they don't take it to the Republicans hard enough or often enough. Okay, you're, and they you're just, going off topic. You're going no, off topic. It is you're, you're absolutely not. I'm not going off. How moment, you, you change, said you would not sit there. You said you would not sit there. I wouldn't what, sit you do. there. You said you would leave. I, I wouldn't even And how does it. that it's change like, anyone's mind? I don't, I don't care. Instead of sitting and having a conversation with him. You know, sometimes the, the virtuous act is just the virtuous act. And the thing is, it's like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to pretend that I'm okay with who this person is. Okay, what if what if Ellen is okay with who he is? And, and I'm not going to be there. And, and it's not my job. It's not my job to, to change his mind. My, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to be part of that situation. And what, what am I okay, going to do? And, and, what am I, I going to do look, in that box? Am I don't I think gonna... you would be wrong for doing that. Yeah. I don't think you would be wrong for doing it. But the thing is, is like... Is Ellen wrong for not doing that? That's what I get. Is is like I would get if she did either one of those things. If she was like, "Look, I I am 
uh, in support of gay marriage, obviously as a gay married person, <laughs> and I, I'm against you, you, you know a, a war in Iraq that had nothing to do with 9/11 that you made up fucking weapons of mass. I, I'm against all that, so I'm not going to sit here. I get if she would if, if she would have done that, like I I would have respected it, sure. but I, I also respect her being like, yeah, this is a dude who he was in office for a while. Um, and now he's not. The thing now he is, makes here, paintings, the thing. so now I'm going to hang out with Everybody, him. I'm good with her doing either thing. The thing is, is that people are very comfortable with being advocates up until the time that it hits them in the balls or until they have to pay uh, a pound of flesh and a pint of blood. You know, it's like, okay, sure, you know, I'm going to talk the talk, but when it comes to walking the walk, it's totally fucking different. And Ellen had the chance to walk in the walk by walking out of that box, and she decided not to. But do you think that I, – I would argue that that might have kind of gone the, the other way, man. For people kind of on the right, people kind of in the middle, they may have seen that and looked at that as, look, the left doesn't want to forgive or forget anything, and they're not willing to fucking do it. And, and they're, the Puritans are on the left well, You know, now. it would give me they an opportunity. It would, right. it would give an opportunity for Ellen to say, like, this is to let's go over the facts then. Let's talk about what he did. Let me tell you about what I'm for. Let me tell you about what the Republicans are still against. But I think I think she told you what she was for. She was one of the first um, uh, out gay celebrities who was who was like an A-lister. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to be an out C-lister in Hollywood. Yep. Where well, she was kind of a C-lister you know, when she came out. When she came she, out, she, she was, wasn't no C-lister. She was. I mean, she was. She was pretty up there, man. She had the Ellen Show. That was not as big as her talk show. But it was pretty big, man. I wouldn't put it on like the the Seinfeld level of that show, but it was okay, sort I'd of put her like up on the B list then. But I wouldn't say she was the Ellen she is today. And I I lean toward well, Jake no, she because... wasn't. She absolutely wasn't. But look, that's that's even more. So she's she's upper echelons Hollywood, but she's not like um, unfucking knockdownable. You know, because like once you certain once you hit a certain level of a lister, like look, Shane Gillis got fired from SNL for for saying slurs on his podcast. Which yeah, they're they're all woke and progressive and stuff. I get that you can't have a guy on there for doing that. I'm not saying I don't understand why he got fired. That being said, they're they're guy who's like way they're they're, they're sort of head pin right now is Alec Baldwin, a guy who years ago. Uh, he, didn't he yell like you're a crackhead coon at a reporter you know what I mean and so it's like the thing is I'm not saying yelling you know chink on your podcast and just throwing that around is a good look that being said yelling slurs in the face of a of a person of color about a thousand times worse and so if you're going to fire the one guy and then not even bring up that your main guy has done the second thing I, I mean, it's it's hypocritical, and so a certain level of a list you, you can't touch. She was sort of in between the Shane Gillis and Alec Baldwin level. Like she could have been taken down. Instead, she decided to drive forward in a time where not everybody was was fucking cool with people being gay in this country, like most people are now. You know, no, I agree it was with a that. Time where she, she was a she was a pioneer. I will. I will she was a pioneer. That. You know, she was she was the biggest celebrity to come out as gay at the time when she was climbing the ladder. And so, I mean, she she did that. She made it like okay, uh, it's it's here it is. This is me. I'm I, I'm gay. Right here in the public, feel comfortable to do this. You know, in a time, it's it's look like I said, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, 
Not in favor of gay marriage officially until 2013. Not pioneers, you know? She was she was making out with her girlfriend and saying, I'm gay in the fucking 90s, okay? That's, that's ballsy, you know? And so she doesn't need to tell George Bush to fuck off to do good things. She was walking the walk when it mattered. Not when it's already legal across the fucking board and anybody who, you know, talks openly homophobic is almost laughed out of the room. It's 2019. The, 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 the right doesn't give a fuck about gay marriage by and large now. Just as a point of order, there's a lot of people who talk homophobic. They just don't. They just do it behind, you know, when they feel safe. It's just like white people talk about black people when they think there aren't any black people around. We had a guy on the we had a guy on the podcast who's an albino who's albino and happens to be black, and that guy started a lot of fucking things about what white people think about black people. And I will argue. Well, yeah, he's Jake's he's, he's a daywalker. He's a daywalker. He's, he's he's Wesley Snipes in the in, in, in Blade, man. I'll argue Jay's, he's uh, Jake's last point. He, I think Republicans still do care about gay marriage a lot, especially under this presidency. They've. Uh, I mean, what was the uh, Pence went after gay rights as the governor of Indiana? So, sure. where you said Pence did, he don't only care about picked Pence to keep those people. He only did it. Uh, Trump never talks about that. Look, man, at, at at fucking work, I I would fill in tons of times on the Breitbart show, just kind of like doing tech stuff because I I do that at SiriusXM, like like just tech stuff on a variety of channels, and. It would, it would like never come up. It was a non-issue to them at that point. Like Trump has kind of brought in this new kind of conservative thing and it's almost in terms of social stuff, it's a little more libertarian. They don't give a fuck about weed. They don't give a fuck about gay people, man. It's not the only thing times they kind of give a fuck is when he treats something about is when he tweets something about trans people in the military. They give a fuck about that for about a week after he tweets it. After that, it's back to taxes and immigration. Well, you know, and the, the thing is, is that, you know, Trump, his entire base is the evangelicals. So he's going to give them whatever they want so that he gets back into office again. And part of the evangelical movement is, well, fucking around with gays and gay rights. That I wouldn't say that's his his entire base, man. Oh uh, no, mean, no, no! Does... I would say that's his that's his entire base. That's the twenty to twenty five percent of the electorate that will support him no matter what. And he plans just like he I'm did not in saying the evangelicals won't support him no matter what. But they, they support that's clearly not his entire base. All Otherwise, he wouldn't through, be as him. fucking crazy as he is with women. And he would be making more of a stink about things like gay marriage and pot and all this stuff. They don't. He like. has people to do that. He just gives them free reign. He 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 says things. He get he speaks in code, and and. He gives them Supreme Court justices that are going to be like, oh, I don't know, gay, you know, take away rights eventually at some point. I mean, okay, you can still. You, that, you that's can pretty much every Republican, Republican president. Hold up, hold up everybody, that's, hold up, hold up. Let's go before we go down this path, which we're we're straying to, which is fine. I want to go back to the original thing where Andrew, you say you would leave. I'm going to lean toward Jake on this one. Do you think? that you win someone over by shunning them, yelling at them, telling them they're wrong, or not talking to them, or do you think you change hearts and minds by having dialogue? Because, Andrew, you're taking the position, uh, it sounds like, that you shun them. Like, if if George Bush had... if not if, he did. Uh, he did not uh, forward gay rights. He did not advance gay rights. Um, but... You don't know what's in his heart. I mean, there's one thing to court voters. There's another to, however many years later, 10, 15 years later, have a conversation. It was 2008, you know, so 10 years later, have a conversation with him. Anybody can change and come around. Do you think that by Ellen sitting with him, chatting with him, being nice with him, there's any possibility of him, like, 
mean, because Michelle Obama's friends with him, they they get along of him saying, wow, you know, I, I lived this life. I was told all these things. I'm going to have an evolution on gay people. I'm going to change. Do you think that happens through dialogue or through getting up and walking out or yelling and protesting? I think you're offering me a false choice. That's what I think. I think you're offering me a false choice because right now it's obvious that the most important symbol right there is whether or not people see me sitting with him. And that's more important than me trying to convince this guy's mind. That's what's more important. And that being a that bigot doesn't make any a, sense. And that well, you're giving me a false choice. You're saying and, and no, I'm not. And it's artificial. I'm, I'm you're saying one you're saying whether you're or not I'm saying what's more important. And what's more important is symbolically not being complicit with hanging out with this dude who has worked I'm not asking to, what's, to take away I'm my asking rights. what works. And no, you, see, you changed it. You're you're talking false. You changed it. I said what wins hearts and minds: conversation and dialogue, or shunning and screaming. And you're turning it into it's an image. And I'm saying what's more, what I'm saying right now in that moment, it was more important to show that, you know, I can't be with you. That's not the question, though. I'm take take George Bush out of it. Take Ellen out of it. How do you think you change people's hearts and minds by yelling at them, shunning them, or dialoguing with them? Um, actually. Peer, peer-reviewed studies have shown that the way how you change people's minds, at least about bigotry, is that you have what, let's say that um, you have, uh, let's say for the sake of argument, let's say white people, white people who've never met a black person before, then yes, of course, the way to uh, lower prejudice is to have white people, those, those people who are prejudiced, come in contact on a daily basis with someone who's black, right? So that lowers prejudice all around. But I think, but I'm going to assert that George Bush has more than enough time to, to interact on a day-to-day basis with someone who's gay or someone from a group that he's been historically prejudiced against. Me sitting there in the blocks is not going to change his mind. I think Ellen See? should have gone over and tried to pick up Laura right in front of him. I well, think yeah. she should have lady cucked him. I think she should have made out with Laura Bush right in front of him. That would have been good. See what you contradicted. I mean, you said the only way to change it is exposure, but then you said, but I'm not going to try and change this guy. Why, at what point do you give up on someone? Listen, he's had more than enough choices, right? Are you going to ask someone who's, let's say, okay, so, so let's go with, with another minority group. Let's say you had someone who was part of the KKK, right, sitting in that box, and who, who has been historically anti-black, and you have someone who's black, who walks in there, doesn't realize there's going to be someone who's like the Grand Wizard of the fucking uh, KKK in Alabama, and is are to you gonna fair, are you Ku gonna Klux tell Klan them no no let me complete my thought 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 is that is it okay, okay for you to say or are you gonna criticize them for walking out of that room are you gonna criticize that person for walking out of that room for not sitting next to someone who was like David Duke are you gonna criticize them no I'm not okay. criticizing Ellen. For sitting there, Does and David I'm not Duke criticizing her at the time, if she wanted to leave. I'm just saying that it is what it is, and I would have left. But if someone okay, but so to answer your question, Daryl Davis is a black man who spends 30 years going to KKK members, talking with them, speaking with them, and pulling them out of the KKK. That's fine if he wants to do that. Well, plus, that, I'm going to say I'm going to say false equivalency too, man. False equivalency. Here's here's the thing: the KKK, their thing was about. Let's murder a bunch of black people. Even there, there are was, a lot hey, of evangelicals out there who want to kill gay people. There, okay, that's not George but Bush's. But he gives them aid and support. Was not okay. Oh, but that's that's not moderate, what he was saying. His, mo- his quote unquote moderate was, bigots give more give support to 
radical bigots. But again, that's false equivalency. False equivalency. The KKK's mission wasn't, hey, y'all, let's make it to where black people can't get married. They were a little bit worse about the shit. They were a lot worse about the shit than that. So it's a, it's a false equivalency. Absolutely it's, it's kind not. Of like how I don't there like there are radical dominionist Christians out there who want to kill gay people. There, there are, but KKK George Bush wasn't one of them. Who just George want to kill Bush black wasn't one of them. You can't, you can't say, oh, well, you know, uh, uh, AOC is on the left and so is Antifa and they're more of a radical version of her so she gives them power and, and so every time some fucking wacky professor hits someone in the head with a fucking bike clock in Berkeley that's AOC's fault it's not you see what I'm saying it's a false equivalency and to go back to my argument, you say the KKK thing, which I threw back at you, is Daryl Davis is a blues musician. Like I said, if he wants man. to do that, go ahead. Right. I'm not going to do that. Okay, okay, but then you're, you're, what you're doing, in my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, you are admitting that dialogue changes hearts and minds, but you are not interested in changing hearts and minds. I, not, not in that situation and not in that moment. Now, what's more important is the imagery of whether or not I'm going to be sitting next to a war criminal and someone who is obviously out there and has a history of trying to to take away my people's rights. And there's no reason for me to do that. Oh, look, it's Except okay. Look, could, well, what the message you're mind. sending out is like, look, I am complicit with what he, who he is and what he's done. Unless I, if I'm just sitting there jerking off next to him, then that's like, and not, not, not making any kind of signs uh, of making, or saying that, hey, I, I engage with him in conversation afterwards. Let's say, hey, Alan, so, so, okay, so tell me this, Bush, tell me this, tell me this, tell me this. Did Alan afterwards say, you know, we talked about uh, whatever issues was going on in his presidency and what kind of issues I had with that. Well, did she, did she engage in that kind of dialogue? Did she say that? Or was she just kind of like hanging out eating fucking hot dogs and, and watching the game? What was she doing? I and think she was just. A, I think she was just jerking off, eating fucking hot dogs, and eating peanuts. She wasn't right? talking about his problem. Right. She, she wasn't was talking. She wasn't talking. She well, was the thing is, exactly. when you're sitting next to a warmonger and a criminal, it's like there has to be a confrontation. Now you want it both ways. You want it both ways. You're saying that that oh, engagement is fine, but engagement isn't just sitting there and not doing anything. Engagement means speaking. Engagement means saying, hey, I have a problem with what you did. She didn't do that. So if she wanted to engage with him and have a real conversation, then that's fine. But she didn't. She could have walked out. She could have had an engagement. She could have engaged with him. But she sat down and ate fucking peanuts and hot dogs. I, I hear me. what you're saying. So, that so, being no. said, so you have to the... accept the fact that she did not engage with him at all. That no, being said, I, I have to feel like all the people that are shitting on her for, for not doing that would not be saying a damn thing if she had just sat that's next irre- to Obama and taken selfies with him. And that's a guy that's irrelevant. who that's an killed irrelevant a lot point. of fucking people letting, with drone bombings, the, did the, all of that. You're letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. Listen, she was sitting next to him. She had a chance to engage with him. She did not decide to do that. Now, if I no, was going see, to sit down, saying, if I, no, no, I'm saying exactly what you're saying. If she was going to no, sit down, actually, I am. Because, because you want to engage me, with him. You wanted, you wanted her to engage with him. Did right? she do that? Exactly. She did not. No. Yes, she did. She had it. She had it. She watched football with him. That's, that's not engagement. About, that's like just uh, watching people goose step by you going, hey, how about those goose steppers? I think that's pretty you're cool. You're talking confrontation. You wanted her to argue with him. I wanted engagement. engagement. You did not want engagement. You wanted her to be quiet. You wanted her to be silent. And that's not okay. 
You cannot hey, confront evil in that I've way. You can't confront people like that. Confronting means confronting. You don't have to walk away. But if you want to confront people, then you actually have to walk the walk and say, hey, I have a problem with this. I'm not going right. to be silent. So you're saying you want you me to be to silent? Watching the game silently? Hang out and talk. That's not okay. So if you wanted her to engage, let her engage. But she didn't engage. She was complicit. That's what she was. She was fucking complicit. Complicit in what? She He's was complicit with letting him stay there. He's a disgraced president who sits in his basement fucking painting, man. Like he, he has a history not, of, not of fucking with anymore. people. And she said, in that moment, that's okay. It's more important for me to watch the game, eat hot dogs, and sit next to a fucking war criminal. That's what she said in that moment as against to engaging. You want her engaged? Okay, let her say, engage. Again, this is typical liberal talk right here. Is that you just accept the fact that, oh, I'm just sitting next to a conservative person, and that means I'm going to change their mind. No, you have to actively engage. You just can't sit there. It's not about changing their minds. They're no, that's Look, what, they're, they're no, watching no, no, that's exactly game. the point that he was making, that Nathan was making. You're there to change minds? Then change some fucking minds and start talking. And not eat your okay. fucking she, she was there to watch your football game. Hot she was there to watch four quarters of dudes tackling Listen, each as other. As soon as she sat in a room CTE. with a war criminal, she had a chance, and she fucking balked. She fucking wimped out. That's what she did. Now, if you want her, she, if you want her to engage, let her engage. Engaging means talking, and engage, and that's what you. If that's what you want, she wasn't there if you to want engage. Her to engage she was there to watch fucking the game. football. It's something more She's important than football. the game, right there. Human rights. It's She's not important. a politician, dude. She dances on talk shows and gives fun little interviews with celebrities. Like that's not her thing. She's not making foreign policy. That she that's said that you can't gig. say that she, that she's engaging by sitting next to him and not doing anything. That's not engaging. I didn't say she was well, that's engaging. That's what Nathan said. I so didn't Nathan, say she was right. Uh, Nathan, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nathan, everybody stop. Everybody Nathan, stop. Nathan, is she I am engaging? Engagement. Is she engaging yes. with him, but just by sitting next to him? Yes. No. She's absolutely not. She's that is complicit. Yes, you think Talking about the is game conflict. is really saying, "Hey, you know, I'm going to try to change your mind on this." That is not. That's just like going, duh, 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 duh. "I guess everything's okay." That is not engagement. Engagement means actually exchanging ideas, confronting the other well, person, and that's not what, what she was doing. What the hell good would they have done? That would have done nothing. That would have just turned into that an engagement awkward means shouting match. Engagement. Right, you have to talk to someone about about an exchange of ideas, and that's how you change people's minds. That's Why your do they thesis. need to exchange ideas? She did not do that. You mean, that's that's but why does she need to do that? That's not her job, man. Her job is to dance on TV. Her job as a human being is to act in a humane way. That is my job. That is your job. Anyone who's part of the species is to. That is your main job. I'm sorry. I don't care how you fucking get paid. Well, so what, we not yelling your at a job dude is to while act in a, football, inhumane, and when you're confronted with someone who is inhumane, there is engagement, or you run away, or you are complicit, or something. But but you just can't. Or she was just being complicit in that situation. She had okay, a chance, but, but, but again, and she blocked out. I will accept that as long as you would be willing to put the same thing on her for sitting next to Obama and not yelling at him for drone bombing weddings in Yemen and doctors without border in Afghanistan. Jake, and, and, if that's going to make you, know, you feel just, better, then go ahead. 
I, I, I'm all in favor of that. Right. You know, <laughs> if, if, but what I'm saying here's here's where it's total hypocritical bullshit. If she would have taken a selfie with Obama and not screamed at him about drone bombing, you don't have to talk. You don't it, have to scream, but you have to engage. That's the thing. Okay, if she hadn't engaged about drone Fuck bombings you with and, Obama, and mocking me. Fuck you and mocking me. All right, they I'm talking well, about engaging look, and about talking about having real ideas and, and having a real conversation. And the idea is that she didn't do any of that, and you're not going to change people's minds that way. Well, look, she, A, she's not going to change his mind by, by, by doing anything. He's you don't know that. President. You don't know. How, when I was the last time that you that. changed people's minds? You know what? You talk about people who change people's minds. People change minds all the time. And you know how they do that? By what conversation. Are you talking I sucked off Mike Pence two weeks ago, and now he's, he's, he's atheist. How dare you? I mean, he's closeted. He's, you know, he's still there, plays there for the same team. There are people who turn into atheists. There are people who are atheists who turn into Christians. There are people who were conservatives who are now liberals. I sucked that man's people God. Just I sucked him godless, sir. But just I will sitting not next to him isn't going to do anything. And be told anything. that I do nothing. Sitting next to him is not going to do anything. All right, but 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 again, again, she would not be taking this kind of heat if she would have sat next to Obama and not engaged him about drone bombings and and deporting more people than any other president. Jake, she would not should, be taking this rain, shit. It's okay? hypocritical. Jake, it's selective. Should, think about this for a minute. All right, if her base, if her fan base are all liberals, right? Then, she, then they're going to have a problem with her acting in an illiberal way. It's just like people who are like country stars. It's like the, the Dixie Chicks. Their fan, her, their fan base were conservatives, and when they did something that their conservative fan base didn't like, they got pissed off. It's just how things work. Right. The Puritans were kind of on the right back then. Now they're sort of on the left. Hence, she's getting hounded now. Yeah, and she she didn't apologize. Ellen didn't apologize, and the Dixie Chicks didn't apologize, and neither one had even reason to, because the people that are offended are offended for their own issues, not because of Nathan, anything. I want they to go did. back to the point about about what engagement do, means. Does engagement means having an exchange of ideas, or does it just mean sitting down and hanging out with someone? It means sitting down, hanging out with someone, just talking, watching a football game, and having Absolutely that person walk not. away. You're not going to. No, ch- you're, you're not going to change wait, hearts wait, and wait, minds wait, that you, way. No, well, I don't think you're going to change hearts and minds by continually interrupting and yelling because that's a lot of what's going on. And I think listening back, it'll be a lot. I mean, you've changed my heart and mind. You've turned me Republican. <laughs> well, well dude, you're working for Breitbart. I'm Republican as fuck. You're, you're no. working for Breitbart. You're a hop, skip, and a jump from being a Republican anyway. But the whole point is, I don't work for Breitbart. I work for SiriusXM. I, I, I go on the Progress Channel too. I don't give a fuck. I think there's a huge difference between engagement and conflict. What you keep describing is you wanted her to have conflict with him. What, what, by saying that, hey, maybe you're doing something wrong? And there you interrupt again right away instead of of just sitting back and waiting a moment and listening. (laughs) Engagement is her going to the football game, sitting next to him, having a nice conversation, having a good time, watching the Packers win like they should. And then at the end of the day, he goes, wow, that Ellen was a nice person. And maybe somewhere in there a seed is planted. Who knows? Sitting down and going, you're a war criminal. You're a bad president. I'm not saying that you have to do that. I would say that you have, I have a problem with what you've done. That's what I Exactly. You if can say that. You, you can say that in someone, a very nice way. And, and, and that could be done. still, no. You can't sit down Okay, like, all right, here, what, let's, let, let's role play. I'll be Bush, you be Ellen. You tell me I'm a, I'm a, I'm a war criminal and a warmonger in, in, in a nice way. Go. Absolutely not. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to play this game. I would say that you oh, could have... Oh, come on, you said that do you it in a nice way. You could do it. said that was the game. You, you just said that's how you do it, or how it should be done, or yeah. that was it. So I, I agree with Jake. Do it in a nice way. If that's what would work... 
say you are a war criminal. In a I'm way not saying that, that it would work. I'm saying that this is the way. Do, do you want me to do it? I'll, I'll be I'll be Ellen. I'll say it in a nice way. Tim, will you want to be uh you want to be Bush? Sure. All right. Hey, Bush. I remember uh, you. You used to be uh yeah you, you're the son of that other president, and you was president, right? I, I I was president for a while. Yes, I was before Obama. Yeah, there was it was it was before it was two terms, right? Yeah, I beat John Kerry Shit. in 2004. You don't change, I did your uh, daddy, captains. didn't you? Huh? He only got one term. You got two. I'll bet I'll bet he was proud of you or was he a little bit jealous? Uh, I a little both. You, hey, you know what? You know what my favorite thing about you is though. My favorite thing? My new painting. The war crimes. No, no, no. What? Well, second favorite. The war crimes? Second favorite, I guess. Paintings first favorite. Second favorite? I I love all the war crimes. I love how You remember how we got attacked on 9-11, and you sort of maybe might have let that one slip because the intelligence... A- a- anyway, uh, it got sketchy. Um, also, dude, Iraq, they had nothing to do with 9-11. I love how you said fuck them anyway. You went in. You made up the weapons. I love that. That takes balls. And I like my leaders to have balls. You got balls. Let me fuck your wife. She go both ways? I, I think I'm going to go over here now. I, I think I'm going to go sit uh, over here now. Bro, I love your war crimes. I love war crimes. Come on. And anyway, scene. so that, that that more the way you wanted the conversation to go? <laughs> I hear rustling. Yeah, I am rustling. rustling. I, 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 oh. I'm not going to engage in this kind of insipid conversation. That's what about 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 this little one act play that you guys just done, because obviously Obviously, it's more for comedic value than actually any kind of real-world effect. So if you guys want to well, go to the next topic, but you it's can go to the next topic. Podcast. If you don't want to go to the next topic, that's fine, too. Yeah, fair enough. Let's, let's, let's let well, Biden say about it. Let's agree to disagree and go to the next topic. Because, yeah, you're right. This is this is supposed to be a – it's current events, but it's a comedy podcast. I agree with you, man. This is the, this is the one thing we've agreed on. This segment has been very unfunny. <laughs> let's, let, let's do the next one. <laughs> All right. Um, let me click through all the stories I sent. Um, let's find a funny one. I thought it was hilarious that uh, the Redskins played the Patriots in Washington, D.C., and the stadium was filled with Patriots fans. They, t- they showed pictures of just seas of blue jerseys. Andrew, you're, you're in Boston. That had to make are you happy. The thing is about the Patriots is that there's this attitude amongst New England fans that we just assume we're going to win all the time. And I think we, and no one's going to be surprised when I say that. So we like to export our assholishness as much as humanly possible. And so it wasn't really that much of a surprise that, that uh, Patriots nation decided to descend upon the uh, poor people of Washington and share our love for Brady and uh, his dark Lord Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I would, yeah, I would imagine those tickets got to be cheap, right? Redskins tickets these days, they, they, they can't be that expensive. I did see, uh, it's a meme that's gone around quite a bit, uh, that there's a, a car in a parking lot with a broken window, and then the, tech, the caption says, Hey, everybody, be careful. I had two Redskins tickets on my front seat, and someone smashed the window and put two more in. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. So yeah, but that I I thought it was hilarious that because uh, I think Dan Snyder is one of the worst NFL owners out there, surpassed possibly only by uh, Jerry Jones and then the fuck stick that took the Chargers to uh, Los Angeles. So I think it's hilarious that 
uh, like the Chargers, when they play in Los Angeles, it's basically a home game for the visiting team. And I thought it was hilarious that the Patriots nation turned uh, Washington, D.C. into a home game for the Patriots. I mean, that just made me laugh. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's my little conspiracy theory. I'm going to go Alex Jones on this one. I think a lot of the people in Patriots uniforms, or, or sorry, uh, shirts and jerseys, rather, I think they were actually Washington Redskins fans. They just didn't want to wear the jersey because it's super fucking racist. So I think they wore the other jerseys to go there and cheer for their team sort of in, you know, undercover, so to speak. That is a very funny... See, now that's a conspiracy theory I would buy. I would buy that one. All right. I'll take it. Next funny story. Well, I will... will, Let me... Okay, so you know how... Real real quick, before we move on. You know how it was all in the news for a while? There was a lot of pressure on the team to change the the team's name. And then it kind of went away because they they, they actually polled uh, Native American reservations. And they were like, oh, um... The, uh, a football team being named a, a racial slur after us. That's only the 1,077th most racist thing that's ever happened to us. So we kind of don't give a fuck about that. We kind of want jobs and clean water. Do you guys have any of that? And they were like, no, nah, we're just going to change the team. And they were like, all right, fuck you, dickhead. And they hung up on them, right? Like, that's pretty much how the poll went. And, like, I so I like I get that. That being said, the team's name it, I, it blows me away. I know this isn't a unique perspective. It blows me away in 2019 with with as 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 much as many careers have been ruined for saying racist things to try to get a chuckle. You know what I mean? You have a team named Redskin. That shit is so racist that it, if it didn't exist and I made it up on this podcast as a joke. And I was like, hey, um, if instead of the Washington water bugs, how hilarious would it be if their name was Redskin and we put a little Indian guy on the And then Lauren Michaels found out about it three years from now when I got hired for S. I would be fired for making this up. It is so racist that I would be. It, 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 it's too racist to exist in make believe ha ha land, but it exists on a fucking team helmet. This is insane, man. I still, my, I, I was pissed, not pissed, uh, disappointed in T-shirt hell. There was a while, um, and I think it's since changed, where they lost their trademark. There was a thing that said uh, racial slurs cannot be trademarked, therefore uh, the Redskins could not be trademarked and people could make Washington Redskins anything, and Dan Snyder sued. And I wanted T-shirt hell while well, all the controversy over the name was going on to come out with a t-shirt that said, Washington Redskins, hate the team, love the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it would just That's be the funny. most horrible shirt ever because it would just like be blatantly, it'd be as racist as the team itself. It just should be... That's what but it's almost it's is. almost so over the top and tongue in cheek. I, I feel like it's sort of satirizing the name. Like, yeah, it's the yeah. most insanely racist name you could you could pick. You know what I mean? It's 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 so if it didn't exist, like if it didn't exist and you tried to create it, fuck even trying to make a team called Redskins, even joke about it. People would be like, dude, we can't have that on our sketch show. You're out of your mind, <laughs> you know? That is true. It's it's important it to remember that whenever people say things like racism is normalized in this country in a lot of different ways. And so so when you hear people say no it isn't, just remember the redskins. I think that Oh yeah. 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 
Well, I think it's one of those things where, like, if if something has been going on for somebody's entire life, like, I'm talking the lifespan of one person, because I, I feel... I'm not saying there's no nature over nurture, but I feel it's, it's like 95% as, as human beings, I think we're nature, or sorry, we're nurture over nature. Like you can, you know, whatever has been normal since the day you're born, it's not that you don't question it, it but you'll sort of, you'll accept it. Sure. Maybe begrudgingly, maybe not. You know, it's sort of like, um, you know how Augustus, Caesar, yeah. right? His whole thing was even though he was arguably the greatest emperor Rome ever had, his whole thing was trying to not be an emperor. He would well, do... Well, friend, the, I just want as a note of order, Augustus's propaganda was saying, hey, I don't really want to be emperor, as he we, grabbed yes. as much power as possible. He really wanted to be emperor, yes. but his but his hype was that I don't want to be emperor. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, is, is he would he grabbed arguably more power than any emperor before him. You know what I mean? Like, he expanded the empire. He, sure. he really... Be, because, you, you know, Caesar got fucking stabbed because they were like, he's trying to be a king, and, and Rome had that whole thing of not being a king, right? And so his thing was, whoa, that shit just happened to my uncle. I'm not a king or an emperor. I'm just a super powerful dude in charge of uh, the roads and the sure, army. Sure. And, <laughs> and he would do that. You go two generations past him, you have Caligula, yeah. who was like, I'm not just an emperor, I'm literally a god. Yeah. And I'm making a brothel with all the senators' wives. Fucking suck my cock. I am an emperor god. But that's happened in two lifetimes. In two lifetimes. Because two sets of people were born from the day they were born to the day they were died. That was just fucking normal. I mean, you know, so the Redskins, that's kind of it, man. Like, you hit on it. It's the Redskins have existed since we were alive. So we're just sort of like, yeah, it's that team that's kind of got a racist name. But, like, yeah, dude, if, if if it didn't exist... If it wasn't normalized to all of us from the day we were born, you'd be like, that's the most insanely racist thing I've ever fucking heard. No, you can't have a team named Redskin. Well, I think it's it's one of the... I think you hit on it uh, with, with your first uh, section. Um, I remember when it, when it was controversial, it was one of those things like, ooh, will it even be here in five years? And a lot of people were saying, no, the name will be changed. Within five years, the team will be gone. It'll be called something else. But in reality, when you sit down and look at all the world's problems, yes, it is a normalization of racism. But when you have all this other shit stacked in front of it, that's one of those sort of like, okay, we changed a football name and we still have all these real problems out there. I think that's why the name hasn't been changed. You know, I think what it is is that there isn't leadership. And when you look at any problem, whether it's climate change or or the big issues, uh, gun control, there is a lack of high-profile kind of leadership to push the ball down, you know, to, to move the ball down the line. And if there was a more concerted effort, people's hearts and minds would follow. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 think, I, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, there, there needs to be a sort of top-down thing with that. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing is, is I don't even know who's, in, I mean, I don't follow sports that closely. I guess I follow the NFL more than most sports, but I mean, in terms of who's in charge of the NFL, it's not like UFC where you go, UFC, that's Dana White. Yeah. He's in charge of like what that guy says goes, you know, what he, and it's, it's just sort of like, well, 
it's more like a, a sort of oligarchy where it's like, well, it's it's the team owners who sort of run everything. Right. And yeah, they have they, Roger Goodell, but he's more of a patsy yeah. than anything. He doesn't have real power. Right. He's not a Dana White. He's more of like a, I'm. I'm just sort of steering the ship. I'm not. I'm not commanding everybody in here. It, you know, he, it, he whereas, doesn't, that's I, more I think of a Dana the way White. They do it is the, all the owners meet and then they sort of give him notes on what they want the, t- the league to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah they're, it's they're, a lot. When, when I yeah. talk about leadership, I'm talking about it doesn't have to be leadership within the NFL. If there was like even a very small percentage of fans who felt very strongly about it, they would be able to over time to sway the rest of the fans. We just had someone. Else. Oh, agreed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a fucking business. Yeah. yeah. And, and you just got to put the the screws to people basically if you get only a small percentage of very vocal and very motivated fans to act in a certain way they will change opinions but is that right the best i mean way that's, that's their things? whole thing it actually isn't that is the twitter mob well it, i'm saying it, but isn't that the catering to the minority of the loudest voice wins unfortunately even- that's the way how things work we just had on the podcast uh Zeon lights from extinction rebellion and the way that they and, and extinction rebellion if you don't know they are a advocate group for climate, you know, to fight climate change. And their uh, research shows that you only need 3.5% of any demographic uh, who are really super vote, who are very motivated to make a change in policy to actually get, there's a very high chance of that policy getting changed. So like said, so in the civil rights movement, 3.5% of the general population, they'll push the ball down the road, you know, down, down the field to make substantial change. Well, to be fair, I mean, I would I would think that would depend on the movement. Like something like the civil rights thing. I would now I wasn't alive in the 60s, but I would guess unless you were one of the loud like most of the people who were kind of silent in the middle, I doubt there was a lot of them going yeah, fuck black people. I don't think that's not a quiet thing. No, I mean, no, 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 I would no, no, think that... I think that they yeah. were probably complicit and that they were, like I said, you know, they grew up in a racist right. society. And unless you have a certain very loud minority saying this is not right, then people will stay asleep. People will still say, will still be complicit with that racism in the general society. You have to have a core group of people who are willing to be loud and noisy playing pots and pans, do whatever to make change, societal change. It's unfortunate, but that's how the species is. But especially if it's, I I think 3% in terms of something like that, it's not something like, um, because with with something like climate change or healthcare, there's sort of another side to it where it's like, well, there's jobs involved and, you, you know, will this really work? Whereas things like, is the name Redskins racist? It's like you'd have to be out of your fucking mind to say, yeah, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, what scares me is you talk about that vocal minority. What's to prevent the what's going on now with Trump, who's bringing gay issues back into the forefront with Pence the, the, and saying, all right, we have this small core of evangelicals who don't like gay rights, and they shove through a whole bunch of awful shit because they're small and loud. Well, that proves and, my point. That proves my point that you have to have right. a vocal, well organized minority of people who are well i mean that's just how things work and so that means you have to have people on the left saying hey this isn't right this is what we want we take it seriously we take it as seriously as the people on the other side and we're gonna we're gonna make our arguments in the public sphere and we're gonna do it aggressively that's what has to be done well yeah and i I really don't think you would need a a ton for i think three percent absolutely in terms of total football fans for something like like redskins i mean because 
there's not a great argument on the other side. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's not a great argument for why should we keep the team Redskins. Now, if you want to talk things like climate change, sure. If you want to talk things like, you, you know, immigration, it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, there, there could be job issues and, there, you know, we're going to want to see some idea of the bird. It's like we want to get people documented. It's a little more muddy, but something like, can we get this team fucking logo changed. I mean, I, I would imagine you'd need a ton of people. I mean, look at that whole thing with, with Ka- Colin Kaepernick. You had a lot of loud people on both sides, whereas I, I would imagine if you if you had a chance to sit down, not calling, not polling, but if you had a chance to just sit down with people who are just, just football fans, you know, like, hey, what do you think about players kneeling? Like, I don't. I want to watch a football game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't give well, a fuck either way. I mean, well, most this people is, will go with the status quo. Most people will yeah. just say, "I want things the way that I, they are," and that means right. no one's kneeling. I mean, that's. I mean, well, like I said. Well, I think the thing with Kaepernick. Let me jump in for a second sure. because I remember when that hit. The impression I got um, from everybody I knew is that people who didn't watch football were super angry and said Kaepernick's rights were being, you know, targeted and attacked and people who did watch football were saying Kaepernick had too much free speech. I think the people that is that is the is the idea I got is that people that didn't watch football were all in Kaepernick's corner and a lot of people that watch football either didn't give a fuck or were anti-Kaepernick. Yeah, here's here's the reaction I noticed out of people that I know that that really were serious uh, football watchers was the backup quarter for the 49ers? What's the starter have to say about this? I don't give a fuck. You, you know what I mean? Like, they were just sort of, I, I, they didn't give a fuck. Either way. So were we going to go anywhere else with it? or? <laughs> I, 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 oh, no, I was just saying, like, I don't think I don't think most people give a fuck. And so if, yeah. you, if you get people um, to, to sort of do something about, the the Redskins team like not showing up to games or not buying jerseys then yeah I mean I think three percent's absolutely enough because I don't see a lot of resistance on the other side at least with the Kaepernick thing they had that bullshit like oh this has something to do with the troops even though it absolutely didn't but they they at least had that to go off of they oh it's the national anthem it's a patriotism uh, you know the stars and stripes blah 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 so, they don't have that with the Redskins so so the takeaway is that. You know, to change the Redskins name, it's very doable. I think we can all agree that if there was a vocal minority of people within the camp, within within the team, within NFL, you know, fans, then they could easily change it if there was leadership to do that, if there was organization to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna come from the top down. You got to do it from the bottom up. Exactly. I mean, that's from the fans because the in terms of uh, Roger Goodell, in terms of the team owners, they don't give a fuck. I, they they're not political. They're not right. They're not left. They're they're green. They, not not green they, party. They, they're fucking money. They are political in the sense that they want money and they don't care. And that's a political. Oh, yeah. That is a political position. Whether they like I mean, to say yes, it or not. I mean, yes, I just mean not in terms of like right or left, like just the standard Republican, Democrat. They have a dream to one day live in a country where they made even more money this year than last year. Like that, that's it. That's their, that's their whole shit. And so if you start affecting that, that's what they're going to do. I mean, that's why they fired Colin Kaepernick. They don't give a fuck about like the troops or police brutality or black or white or this or that. They're just like, you divided our fan base. And that cost us money. 
fuck you, you know? And that's that's all it came down to for those guys. I guarantee, they were just like, we're going to make an example out of you. We're not going to let a backup quarterback, who was a starter, but now he's a backup guy. We're not going to let him fucking divide our fan base. And so if the fan base starts doing something in terms of the, the Redskins, it's going to make a difference. If not, they're going to keep selling those jerseys. Well, I... I disagree with you just a little bit only going off what I second I said a second ago is I am not sure how much the Kaepernick thing divided the fan base I think like it, you even admitted that the people are like you're you're worried about the backup quarterback I think the majority of people that were vocal about supporting Kaepernick didn't give a fuck about football before they heard about what Kaepernick was doing I think your average football fair fan, enough but I think I think the whole point of Kaepernick getting shoved out was just the negative news cycle. It wasn't dividing the but fan that's base. That's exactly it. it. That goes back to the three percent that, that that Andrew was saying. It like that's three percent on the far left and far right wing. That three percent, the loudest three percent. Oh, especially in fucking social media times where all those fuckers have cameras on them at all times. They are a loud three percent, and they seem a lot bigger than three percent. And they got scared. They looked at that 3% on both ends of that spectrum who gave a fuck when the the middle, you know, 96% probably didn't give a shit at all, you know? I I would I would be willing to put money on that. Yeah, the the middle 90 they don't care. But that 3% on both ends made a lot of fucking noise and they scared those guys. And if 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 you can get 3% of people that were buying Redskin stuff yesterday to not do it tomorrow and be very vocal about why they're not doing it, I think that then they become the Washington water bugs overnight. I agree. I would be interested, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to Google right now because I'm not that interested, to see how the Redskins uh, revenue uh, plays out when compared to all the other teams, like how many shirts they do sell uh, per year, how many jerseys compared to, like, well, you know that there's no Skins player who sells as many as Brady or Rogers or well, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, even Roethlisberger. Statistically speaking, you'd have to do, like, apples to apples, so you'd have to take a comparable team and compare, you know, merchandise. Like the sales. Titans, maybe? Oh, like my Detroit Lions. <laughs> we don't sell a lot of hey, t-shirts. They're doing they're doing well this season. They're they're I they're playing my Packers tomorrow and I hope the fuck they they lose your Lions. You don't have to hope that hard. Don't waste a hope on this, all right? <laughs> Just expect the that they're going to lose, all right? Year. I fucking do. They nope. beat the Packers in both games last year. They did. Year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was an upset. Yeah, they fucking shoved that cheese right up you guys' ass, didn't they? They did. Uh-huh. And it was against Rodgers too. It wasn't against a backup as they had in the past. Fucking so, tore him up, man. Like so, goddamn Simba did to yep. score at the end of that movie about I Lions. I am nervous. I am not confident going into tomorrow because they are 2-1-1. One, and one. So they are not the, your lines of old like the... Uh, Stafford's a beast, man. People that... Now, I'm, most of the team can... Uh, yeah, they, they'll fuck up a game. You know, they're not as bad as they used to be. You know, that true. You know, I just... I'm talking more historically speaking. But yeah, yeah their now, defense is coming on strong right now. Their so. defense is fucking doing great. And they got Stafford. That guy can fucking throw. And you know what my favorite thing about him? Not only is he a good quarterback, but he doesn't look like he's in shape at 
all. I fucking love that guy. He looks like he just got done eating wings and watching the football game. Every time they interview him after, he looks like he's in a stupid 90s sports movie where they're like, a quarterback broke his arm. Go down to the sports bar and ask if any of these bros know how to throw a fucking post pattern, you know? And and then he just became big overnight. He does not look like he's in shape at all. He looks like the frat boy who didn't fucking lift weights. The one that just showed up, fucked, and ate carbs. He's and that's it. But he crushes. He's, what's up? He's the Babe Ruth of football. He is. He's he's a young, broy Babe Ruth. And I, I fucking love that about that guy. Uh, all right. One more story, and let's wrap this up. Donald Trump boasted that his border wall was, quote, virtually impenetrable. And then an eight-year-old, eight-year-old girl climbed a replica of the wall. <laughs> that nice. is just great. I mean, they built a section of the wall, and they had a climbing contest, and one guy got over it. Eric Cloaker was up and over the wall in 40 seconds, and then they put a harness on an eight-year-old girl who scaled the wall. <laughs> All right, dude, future, future game show. You know how there's um, American Ninja? Now that's a thing. And then there was Ninja Warrior. The, that was the original one, Japan. Mexican Ninja. Okay. They they, they they jump over the wall and they become citizens. And we film it. It's going to be fucking great. You know, if you, yeah, I think it would be. I, I think if you're going to sit down with Trump and he was going to be honest, which he would say that the wall is there just for a symbolic reason. It's there to get oh, yeah. to rally the troops. It's to fool people to vote for me who like are who feel like this is really important to them and for them to, to cling on to as a symbol. Uh, whether or not it's really efficient, it's actually secondary. It's like the Great Wall of China. You see, you see these people on tour in China holding signs that say walls work. It's like, no, not really. That wall didn't work, not in any real way. What a Great Wall of China was different. That was stopping a whole army from crossing. Yes, a whole army of 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 Mexican horse archers, you know, won't go through a million Mexican horse archers won't be able to go through the wall. They'll stop that. They weren't they weren't worried about single families of of Mongols climbing the wall and come, that was going to happen. That wasn't their concern. They were worried about the million Mexican or sorry, the million Mongol horse archers. That's what that wall was for. Totally different thing. And ineffective. And I had a thought, and I lost it. Oh, uh, you talk about the this uh, the the symbolism of the wall. Yeah, the symbol. Uh, I mean, the funny uh, thing about the, the wall right, is the funny only thing there about living in right. The funny thing about living in Iowa is I remember seeing a, a documentary uh, done on the wall, and they went down and interviewed Texans that lived next to sections of it, and one guy said, "This this thing behind me, it's bullshit. This is just." built to make some guy in Dubuque, Iowa feel good about voting Republican. And I just started laughing that he called out Iowa of all things. Uh, he said, yeah, this is just uh, and at the funny, thought it was I funny blame Steve King people. for that. That guy makes enough crazy noise that they hear it down in Texas. And they, even in Texas, they're like, that man is a right-wing psychopath. Where's my rocket launcher? <laughs> Go to the gas station and pick me up more rockets. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, let's put a cork in this. It's been about an hour. That's uh, more than we usually do. So, Andrew, thanks for sitting in with us. Yeah, thanks for being on, man. I was happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having hit me. Your, hit your uh, places again. The, uh, the, the, the Atheist Comedy Burrito on Facebook. Look for that group. The Naked Diner podcast. And, of course, your Laughing in Disbelief uh, blog 
that is then promoted on uh, Facebook and through the Atheist. You can find Andrew Hall on Facebook. What's your Twitter handle? Is at, it just Andrew Hall? No, at, no, no. Nothing as easy as that. It's at Laugh Purgatory. Right, Laugh Purgatory. There you go. All right. Uh, otherwise, you can uh, jakevever.com, nathantimmel.com, and that's what we got for you. Go Packers. Fuck the Lions. Fuck you, Jake. Lions are going to take you down. Fuck that cheese. Fuck them cheese heads. They're going to fucking eat them. They're going to eat that shit. Later. Take care, guys. And I'm going to hit stop.